All right, on this episode of I Had to Say It, we're going to do uh, Moving Out, Volume 2. So what we're going to talk about now is assuming that this is a planned move out and not a I just got caught trashing my dad's car and I'm 18 and he's throwing me the hell out or a all of a sudden things have changed and I've got to be out by the end of the week or the end of the day. I mean, I've known a few people that have had to be, you know, looking for new digs real quick. Um, and that sucks. That's, you know, always even worse to deal with. You kind of got to take what you can get. And all I can say is if you're in that situation, try and find something with a short-term lease. Month to month is ideal. I mean, hell, if you come down to it, find an extended stay America and get a week-to-week rate. But what we're going to talk about today is when you're planning to move out and you're getting prepared and you're getting ready to do the thing and move out, things you want to look at and consider before you commit to anything, before you sign a lease, before you give a landlord $35 so he can run a credit and background check on you that you're going to pay for and he's and he's going to benefit from in the long run. Not that I'm saying tell the guy to get stuffed, but it is it's a reality of the matter. You there are going to be places that they may not let you live there and they're still going to take your money to to tell you that. But anyway, so we're going to go over a few things you want to look at when you're looking at places, when you're checking out the place you want to live. Obviously, you're going to want to look at price. You're going to want to, you know, look at your budget. When you're looking at your budget, you need to look at what is included in your rent. Does it include parking? Does it include, I mean, if it's if you're renting a house or an apartment or whatever, you need to know, is there assigned parking? Is there a parking space? Do you only get a li- one space? Is it street parking? Is there a driveway? It's one of those things a lot of people kind of just overlook when they're looking at a place they say, oh well there's parking all over the place it must be okay to park here no that could be assigned parking that could be you only get one space you don't get a spot for your guests your friends are gonna have to park down the street if you have any company there if your parents come into from out of town to visit you whatever these are things you want to know before you get yourself into a situation where it's, it sounds like it could be an inconvenience but in the grand scheme of things it could actually be a huge pain in the neck and then So that's one of the things you talk about. What is included? What utilities am I going to be responsible for? What utilities are included in my rent? Do I have to pay electric? Do I have to pay water? Do I have to pay trash disposal? A lot of people don't think about that. Is that included in my rent? Is garbage removal included? Is there a a garbage chute? Is there a dumpster? Is there a bin? Am I going to have cans? These are all things you need to look at before you agree that this is where you're going to live. And... Speaking from experience, that's things that people don't always think about. When I moved into my first place, I didn't bother to ask if the garbage cans at the side of the house were for everybody that was living in the building because it was I was living in a duplex that actually had uh, four units in it. And the first time I took out the trash, I had the guy from downstairs telling me I was using his cans. Now, after talking to the landlord, I found out the guy was just being a pain in the ass, but I didn't think to check that beforehand. I just thought there was garbage cans at the side of the house, and that's where the trash went when I took it out. So find out what, how you're going to handle your waste, how you're going to handle your garbage. Do they have separate containers for recycling? These are things you need to ask before you sign on the dotted line. Because once you're committed, if nothing else, they're going to keep your money. They're going to keep any deposit you gave them. So that's a first thing. What's included? Is my water included, or am I going to have to 
am I going to have to call all these utility companies and set up accounts in my own name? And if it's your first place, it's your first time, you may need to do that. You may need deposits, depending on your credit history. If, if, if you're late teens, early 20s, and you don't have a lot of credit built up, the utility companies may require a deposit before they'll open up an account. And nothing sucks worse than moving into a place and all of a sudden the lights being off and the fridge being warm. But it happens. Uh, you want to find out how are things like the environment handled. By environment, I mean what is your heat source for when the colder times come? What, what do you do to deal with it when it's hot out? Are you, is there air conditioning? Is it central air? Is it a window unit? Is it a wall unit? Is it radiant heat? Is it electric heaters? Is it gas heat? Is it steam heat? It'll, depending on where you live, those are all viable options. And that will affect the the day-to-day and month-to-month cost of living wherever you wind up. And if you're paying your own utilities, you're going to want to know, do you have gas heat? Do you have electric heat? Generally, electric heat's a lot more expensive. It, you're going to want to plan accordingly. You may want to buy some blankets so you don't have heat turned on in every room in the place. Uh, you want to look at what floor you're going to be on. Is it a multi-floor setup? Are you on the first floor? Are you on a walk-in? Um, if you're on the top floor, you're going to want to plan for spending more money on cooling the place in the summer and a lot less money heating it in the winter because, I mean, in, in the in this grand scheme of things, it kind of balances out because you're going to get that heat rising up from below you. In, in the summer, it's a curse, and in the winter, it's a blessing. But it's also it's something to take into consideration. Something I never really thought about when I was younger, but as I you know, got to be an old man, I started realizing, look at your access. Do you have access to circuit breakers and fuses and fuse boxes? If, if the power trips in your apartment or in your house or in your res- wherever you're living, in your residence, do you have access to go check that and turn it back on? Or are you going to have to call the landlord to get into the locked room where the circuit breaker is? Sounds weird. It does happen. Find out, is the water heater gas or electric? Again, uh, gas is generally a little cheaper to operate, but it requires a little more maintenance. Either way, um, that's it's not going to be your problem if you're renting. And if you can afford to buy a house for your first time moving out, good on you, and those are your problems. You want to look at accessibility, and you want to look at it beyond more than just getting to your unit, getting to your apartment, getting into your house, however it is. You need to look at what kind of access are you going to have from the outside. Is it a double-door system if you're in an apartment unit where you have to buzz people in if you have visitors? Are, they, are the hallways wide or narrow? Are the stairwells tight and wide and steep, or are they longer and more spread out? You need to look at these things with logistics in mind. How are you going to get your stuff into your place? Are you coming in off of a narrow alleyway, or do you have a big lot? Can you park a U-Haul in front of the door to move your stuff in? Or are you going to be having to lift it up the side of the house with a rope and pulling it in a second-story window because the stairwell's too narrow to get your couch in. That literally happened to me on my first place. We had a full-size couch that got jammed in the stairwell because it was too narrow to make the turn, and we had to cut the, the couch part with a sawzall and haul the pieces out and patch the hole we put in the drywall when we were trying to turn it. And this was the f- like the first night we were moving in. 
And then a couple weeks later, we found another couch somewhere else, and we lifted it up the side of the building with a rope hanging out of the window, and just because that was the only way we could get it in the house. So the accessibility is something you need to look at. And again, like I said, that goes down to parking spaces, ease of access. Uh, you want to check all the appliances. This uh, may sound like paranoia and redundancy, but turn the stove on. Open the oven. Check and make sure it's clean when you move in. Check the seals on it. Make sure they're not dry rotted. That may sound a little overreaching, but that's a good indicator if your oven is going to work or not. And you may not cook. You may not care about it. But if the appliances aren't taken care of, it's a pretty solid bet that whoever your landlord or your property manager is isn't going to care when something that you do care about goes wrong. So check that. Check the seals on the door and on the refrigerator. Chances are you're going to have a, a low-end over under freezer on the top refrigerator on the bottom standard old school refrigerator check the gaskets around the doors pull pull them out a little bit and look in the gaskets is there debris and crud built up in the gaskets or are they clean pull out the the crisper drawer and the meat drawer in the in the fridge and make sure that you don't get a funny whiff of something make sure that the people that you are giving your money to did their due diligence before you came along when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, on the off chance you have a dishwasher, pop the dishwasher open and just take a couple of whiffs. If it smells funky, it's that's a bad sign too. Not, turn on your taps. Turn on the taps in the kitchen. Turn on the taps in the bathroom. Check the hot water. How long does it take the hot water to get hot? And another thing, when you, when you check the refrigerator and you're checking the gaskets on it, make sure it's cold. Make sure the dials are set to cold. If they are set to cold and it's not cold, you got a problem. If they're not set to cold, turn them to cold and wait while you walk around and look at the rest of the apartment and make sure that it gets cold because if not, that's going to be a problem too. I mean, if the compressor is humming along merrily but the thing's still 50 degrees, it's not going to do you any good when it's time to put food in it. Okay, so you got your basics. You got your appliances. If you have a garbage disposal in the sink, uh, some places I've lived have, some places I lived haven't. If you have a garbage disposal, turn it on. While the water's running, while you're checking the water, flip the switch and see if it kicks on. If it doesn't, bring it to the, the property agent's attention and see what that, see how they react. Say, oh, it's an oversight or they are got somebody fixing it. Keep that in mind also when you're looking at all the other stuff. And if it's, everything else is in good condition, it could be a legitimate oversight. If everything else is a little hinky, that may be the deal breaker that tells you you want to go somewhere else. Okay, so after you get done doing your walkthrough in your little kitchen area, as you're walking through the unit... You want to check and ask, when it comes to the circuit breakers and the fuses, how many circuits are in your place? If you've got a, a studio or a one-bedroom apartment, you should have one or two sets of circuits to that room. The entire unit should not be on one circuit because the amperage, the electrical amperage draw will be too high for you know safety. Because after a certain point, you're drawing too, too much juice through the wires. They can heat up in the walls. They can start fires. It's... It can, it, that's why we have electrical safety codes. 
Uh, but you want to make sure that happens. In areas where the plugs can get wet, make sure you have ground fault circuit interu- interrupt circuits. They, the, you know, the little ones where you push the button and it turns the, the, the circuit off. It's got a test button and it's got a reset button. You need those where there's the potential for water to get on those plugs. It's, it, it, that, that's code pretty much everywhere, I think. And it's something you need to be aware of because it's a safety issue. It, it can save your, literally save your life. Plugs in the bathrooms, plugs in the kitchen should have those those trips on them. So make sure you're looking for that. Something that people don't think about, and it is it's a, again it's a safety thing. Look for smoke detectors. Look for carbon monoxide detectors. Look for any anything that is directly related to your safety. Anything that could potentially down the line save your life. You need to make sure those things exist. If there are smoke detectors, you're well within your rights to reach up and push that test button, assuming you can reach it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're in a place with high ceilings and it's way up there. At least look to see if the light's blinking or something. Uh, But those things are there. If they're not there, they're not expensive. You go get some little 9-volt batteries and some... You can get them for like 3 bucks a piece at the hardware store. And it really... It can save your life. It's not. It's not a stupid thing. It's not something your parents were doing because they just were being paranoid. They are a legit thing, and you should have them in your home, at least in the kitchen, places where fires could potentially start. These are things you need to be safe about. So, ask about it if you don't see something. Uh, if you're looking to get something on like the third floor or higher, you can go again. Go to a hardware store find an escape ladder it sounds stupid it sounds paranoid they make them for a reason and it's a rolled up metal ladder you stuff it in the closet and you forget about it until you need it and if you have to climb out your third story window you can beyond that you want to take a look as you're going around what is the lighting situation again one of those things if you're taking a tour of an apartment it's probably during the day and it's probably going to be naturally lit you're going to look around and, and the windows will be open because natural light is the most appealing when you're in these situations. But look around. Are there light fixtures? Are there ceiling lights? Are there ceiling fans with light fixtures on them? Or is it going to need to be all floor lamps? Because if it's all floor lights and it's all things you're going to have to plug into the walls, most likely if there's anything in there, it's only there to show the unit and you're going to have to bring your own lights. And if you don't have that ahead of time, It's going to suck when you walk in and the place is dark. Okay, so that being said, uh, another thing you're going to want to look at, every apartment you're going to be moving into has a bathroom. Question is, is it a private bathroom in your apartment, or if you're moving into like a a living boarding house kind of situation, there could be a communal bathroom. You need to know these things. If there's a communal bathroom, or if you're living in dorms, you're going to have a communal bathroom. If there's communal showers spend the money get some shower shoes i promise you you're gonna want them it's those bathrooms can be so disgusting but it, we're assuming we're talking about single dwelling or whatever here check the bathrooms go in flush the toilet again turn on the taps turn on the taps in the shower or bath if it's a bath with a shower head attachment pull up the thing make sure the shower head works make sure the the jets on the shower head are not clogged up with like lime buildup or any kind of mineral deposits that make the streams come out really weak. Because again, that's a sign of good maintenance. If it's either clean and functional, or they just did a quick once over 
And if they didn't care about that, they're not going to care about the other stuff. Flush the toilet. Make sure the toilet, A, refills, B, has enough flush to it to do the job, and C, make sure it stops. A lot of the times, if there's something quirky going on in the guts of your plumbing and you catch it before you move in, you can either get a different unit, maybe leverage that into a better unit, I mean, not necessarily, but depending on what's available, or you can get it fixed before you agree to move in. And if, especially if you're footing the, the tab on water, a running toilet can cost a fortune. So it's just another thing to consider. Uh, beyond that, you want to look at your storage options. Closet space. You want to look. Do you have a walk-in closet? Do you have a reach-in closet? Is it a closet off of the bedroom? Do you have a coat closet, a linen closet? Is there a closet outside of the entrance to the actual unit that is somehow yours and to be used for you know storing winter coats or whatever? All these things are things you need to look at and things you need to consider when you're finding that first place. A lot of these things are things I didn't consider or look at when I found my first place. And I, reg I regretted it. Uh, one last thing you want to look at, and I don't want to sound like too much of an ass when I say this, but if it's at all possible, try and kind of scope out your neighbors because you want to know what kind of environment you're inserting yourself into. And again, some of it's going to be affected by your finances. Some of it's going to be affected by the area you live in, how, you, how far you can commute your, your transportation. All those things will factor into your place. But beyond that, the things you can look at that will make your future either more pleasant or more miserable, if you can get a feel for what the neighbors are like, are they noisy? Are they pleasant? Are they really weird? Is it some creepy guy, you know, staring at you out of the window of his unit, scratching his chest and licking his lips? I mean, it's there is... A, a bad neighbor can ruin an amazing apartment, and a good neighbor can make a dump seem enjoyable so take the time kind of look around just try and get a feel for the place i've never been really one for you know talking about the vibe and you know everything's so intense man but it's there is a thing we all have it to a certain degree for lesser or for greater try and get a actual feel for the place does it feel like a good idea and sometimes you have to accept things that don't necessarily feel real great because of the circumstances you're in. But if you have the option, take a few minutes just to try and feel. Walk outside, take a couple deep breaths, listen to the neighborhood. Do you hear kids playing? Do you hear neighbors screaming at each other? Do you hear gunshots? I mean, I'm not judging. You, you got to go where you got to go. But these are things you want to look at and you want to listen for and you want to feel. And that'll make your experience that much better. And for now, that's what I had to say.